Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. A pinnacle of engineering, Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever crafted. Right across South Australia. This is Sports Day. Hope you've had a fantastic day. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. You'll hear Sports Day SA every weeknight from 6pm with me, Paul Bonza, and with me tonight, uh, Geelong Sydney former forward. He's now an eagle. He's a really good bloke. His name is Dan Menzel. Bonza, it's great to be here with you again. Uh, yeah, it's been good. We got a massive show tonight, and we, like we won't talk too much, uh, um, won't ramble on too much. Although I'm doing that right now. Australian Open Open update. Now you've got another preview of a couple of AFL teams, Frio and Geelong. Yeah, really looking forward to breaking down Frio and how they'll go this year. And I think a lot of people will be interested to see how Geelong bounce back with an aging list in 2023. Your old club, interested to see what you got to say about them. Uh, Todd Gray from Greyhound Racing South Australia will join us. Love having Toddy on the show. And the coach of the Strikers, Jason Dizzy Gillespie, will join us. All right, uh, you can be part of the show too. All you have to do is text in on 0427 154 166 or give us a call, 1300 736 736 and uh, ask us, yeah, if you've got any questions for Diz, if you want to chat to men's about that list that came out last night about the skillful players, um, yeah, let us know. All right, time for our Australian Open update. It's all thanks to the Kia EV6 GT, a pinnacle of engineering, the most powerful Kia ever crafted. Men's... Thanasi took three minutes to get the job done last night. He had a win uh, over Fognini, 6-1, 6-2, 6-2. Yeah, so that game was suspended for the, from the night before. Important that he did it in such quick fashion because he takes on Andy Murray tonight, which will be a massive clash. It'll be great to see Kokonakis come up against Andy Murray Look, there's been some uh, there's been some big results again in the Australian Open today, and we saw yesterday Rafa Nadal, the number one seed, uh, get knocked out. Yes, had a really bad injury, played through it. Well, the number two seed is out as well, Bonds. It doesn't happen this early in the second round of a tournament. Casper uh, Ruud, he lost in four sets to Brooksby from America, just overpowered him today. So the, the top two seeds are out. It's really opening up for a few players in the tournament. And uh, and we've got a few more to talk about. Uh, Sitsipas was very good, and he beat uh, young Australian Rinky Hitchcarter today yes. as well. Yeah, and uh, John Millman lost in straight sets to Medvedev. Who looks extremely good, Daniil. Yes. He hasn't dropped a set yet. He made the final last year. He was two sets to love up in the final last year before Rafa came back and won the next three. So could this year, could he have learned from last year's uh, loss in the final and could Medvedev go one further this year? It is opening up nicely for him. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to Thanasi uh, tonight taking on Andy Murray. Let's have a listen to Thanasi. 
Yeah, Adelaide gave me a lot of confidence. Uh, I've been playing great the last two weeks. I feel like my tennis is at a good level. I came here with a little bit of time to prepare, unlike last time. And uh, yeah, I feel good. I'm ready to get tomorrow a crack. Fabio's a hell of a player. Obviously, been top 10, but I tried to stay focused, stay sharp, and uh, yeah, play the big points well. So uh, yeah, I'm pretty hungry for tomorrow. We'll see how it goes. You've known Andy for a long time. You guys played in a Davis Cup match years ago. How do you approach that match against someone that you've looked up to? Yeah, I'm very hungry. Andy's a hell of a player, has been for many, many years now. He played a great first round. I've known him for a while. He was one of the guys that really took me under his wing when I came out on tour, always sending me messages of uh, encouragement and advice so we know each other pretty well. But um, yeah, I'll put all that aside tomorrow and give it a red hot crack. I don't know what court will be on, but if the atmosphere is anything like what it has been for you guys and me here, uh, yeah, I hope you guys get behind me and get rowdy. So thank you. There it was, Tanasi Kokonakis after his win. He said he didn't know what court they will be on. Margaret Court Arena they will be on tonight. So, Bonds, if you penciled in going to day four of the Australian Open, I think you'd be pretty happy with whichever matchup you get. You've got Novak Djokovic headlining Rod Laver Arena tonight. Then you've got the Demon, Alex Deem-Minor yes. on John Kane Arena. And you have Tanasi Kokonakis against Andy Murray on Margaret Court Arena. How good is that for a lineup to watch tonight if you are at the Australian Open or you want to listen on SEN? Which incredible. one are you picking? Uh, that is really tough. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm going to go Kokonakis and Murray. I, think I agree. It's, uh, it's the juiciest matchup of the night. I think Djokovic will. Do it comfortably in straight sets uh, against uh, Coulcard, I think it is, from uh, France. And uh, the Demon takes on a Frenchman as well, Manorino. So I think he'll do enough tonight to get over the line. I think Kokonakis and Murray is line ball. Who are you picking to win that match? I, I think Kokonakis. I think you could hear in his voice there that he's, he's on a bit of a mission, I reckon. Yep. And he wants to make a bit of a statement in this, in this tournament. Career best form he is in. I'm going to go with Kokonakis as well. Uh, there is one other game on at the moment, which... Uh, We've been glued to for the last half have, hour. It's probably the match of the tournament so far. Taylor Fritz taking on Alexi Popperin from Australia. Now, Fritz won the first set 7-6, Popperin the second set 7-6, then 6-4. So he's two sets to one up, Popperin, but they're in the tie break. It's 6 all in the fourth set. There has only been one break of serve, to, one break of serve going into the fourth set, and then they've just broken once each as well in this fourth set. They have served unbelievably well, and uh, it's one that, uh, yeah, it has been the standout match of the tournament. It'd be great to see it go five sets, uh, and can pop in upset the number eight seed. We'll try and keep you updated as, as the show goes on. You're listening to Sports ASA on Cruise thirteen twenty three and sixteen twenty nine. It's the NSA. Paul Bonzer and Daniel Menzel with you. We are keeping the seats warm for David Wildey and Malcolm Blight, who will be here just before the start of footy season. Um, men's, let's talk about the Adelaide 36ers. They play tonight. They've got a massive game tonight against Brisbane in Brisbane. Bullets coming off a win against Southeast Melbourne, 84-79. They'd lost a few in a row before then. The Sixers have only won one of their last five and now slipped to eighth on the ladder. Bit of a concern up at the moment. It really is a concern for the 36ers. They, tonight is an absolute must win. They need to win if they're going to make the finals this year, the top six. They have fallen realistically two games outside of the final. So a team that is below them, there's only two teams that are below them on the ladder, and that is Brisbane and Illawarra. They play Brisbane tonight. They've got to take care of business. It is away from home, but uh, Brisbane have been patchy at best this year. They've won six games and lost 17 
Uh, they played really well the other night. And the thing with the Bullets is they are a really dangerous team. They got Kadee, who scored 28 points, looked really good the other night. They got Tyler Johnson, Aaron Baines, and Nathan Soby. So their best players can do absolutely anything. Yep. Or, like we've seen in some games, they can go missing like they did a few about a week ago against the Sydney Kings when they lost by 49 points. Well, there's a little bit about whether they love each other on the night too. There's a bit of, uh, not infighting, but there are some blokes who don't like other blokes and... And yeah, it's so there's been it's been disruptions all year, and they just haven't been able to get it together. Um, one note on that: the Adelaide Thirty Sixes are wearing their nineteen ninety eight replica heritage jersey. That uh, is going to be cool to see. Which uh, we saw on social media, Rupert Sapwell and um, Galloway, who wears fourteen, wearing uh, the new and the old. So that's that's good. Always good to go back and. With the heritage jerseys. Heritage jerseys and jumpers in any sport are brilliant to see and fans love it and players really like wearing them too. Yeah, and they play Melbourne United here at home on Saturday night. So only a few tickets available for that. So make sure you get along. If you haven't been to a 36ers game, just just go. So just the, go. Their chances are all in their hands now because they take on Brisbane, who's ninth below them tonight, and Melbourne, who's seventh just above them tonight. So all the teams around them, they've got to beat the teams around them if they want to play finals. Correct. This is the hot topic for Repco Authorised Service Centre. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre for expert car service. Book online at repcoservice.com. Um, stage two of the Tour Down Under was on today, Mens. Yeah, I'm not sure many people in South Australia know of the cycling or as avid uh, fans of the cycling. When the Tour de France is on, people tune in. But um, probably a lot of people in the state that have gone, why is this, these road closures and why is it taking me longer <laughs> to get home from work? But it is the Tour Down Under that's on. And, yeah, look, it was an Australian, the one stage two today from Brighton to Victor Harbour. Yes, Rowan Dennis uh, won stage two. I watched the end of this. And there was a group of about six riders that sort of broke away from the peloton. And with about a K to go, he just put the foot down and he raced away and ended up winning by probably 100 metres. A great win from him. Uh, stage three tomorrow is from Nord to Campbelltown. Now, that sounds like a pretty easy ride, but actually they go through Lobethal, Birdwood, all up through the hills. So uh, that's stage three tomorrow. So if you're doing nothing... Head up and watch Head some of the TDU. Watch some of the TDU and some really good Australians in the race too. Caleb Ewan, who could win in a couple of the sprints, Michael Matthews as well, and Rowan Dennis. So there's some good Australians that can do some damage in the tour. Yeah, it is fun to watch and it's free. Well, you don't get much for free these days, Mens. No, you're right, actually. It won't cost to take the kids along with you and uh, school holidays as well, Bon. So just get them to stand there and watch the bikes come past. They'll see them for all of about one and a half seconds and then they'll be gone. <laughs> That's it. Um, WNCO action at Karen Rolton Oval today. I want to mention this because it's a pretty amazing effort from the South Australians. New South Wales batter first. They made 278. They were going to make 300 until uh, some late wickets in uh, their innings. Annika Learoyd made 131. She was excellent. For South Australia, Kate Peterson, 456, and Amanda J. Wellington, 3 for 55. But the Scorpions chased them down at the final over. They were 3 for 50, and they ended up 4 for 280. Maddie Penner, 113 not out. Our girl, Gemma Barsby, 73 not out. And Josie Dooley, brother of... Um, oh, Dooley from Hobart. Dooley Dooley. Hurricanes. Yeah, yes, yes. yes. Oh, his, name, his first name has escaped me. But uh, Josie made 64 and the Scorpions sitting second on the ladder. A great effort. They play again Saturday. So if you want to watch some women's cricket, 
and down to Karen Rolt Noble. Speaking of impressive in cricket, Bonds, uh, international last yes. night. India took on New Zealand. I love the Indian fans. They all get around them. It's an incredible atmosphere there. India came out, mate, eight for 349. New Zealand nearly chased it down, bowled out for 337 in the one-day international. Shubman Gill made 208 runs in the one-day. Not very often you see a double century in one-day cricket nowadays. No, amazing. He's, uh, he's some sort of player. You can get involved with the show. You can give us a call on one 736 736 or text on 0427-154-166. This is the summer edition of Sports Day SA. And coming up after the break, Todd Gray from Greyhound Racing, South Australia. A pinnacle of engineering. Kia EV6 GT. The most powerful Kia ever crafted. Right across South Australia, this is Sports Day. You're listening to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Paul Bonza and Dan Menzel, Ken Farmer medalists. It means um, we've got to speak to... Uh, yeah, you want to give us a tennis update. Do I, that right now because it's exciting. We, we've been watching it in the break. Taylor Fritz, Alex Popperin just went to another tie break. Fritz won 8-6 in the tie break. Alexi had a match point as well. So they're going to go to a fifth set. It probably, it definitely deserves it. It's been the match of the tournament so far. It is an incredible game. They're both 20 aces to 17 aces. That just shows how well they've served and barely lost a game. You can be part of the show just... Text in on 0427-154-166 or give us a call, 1-300-736-736. And uh, we're just waiting for Todd Gray from Greyhound Racing to um, get on the line. We've been having a little trouble with the phone line just there, but uh, Sam's working hard outside, just trying to make it all happen. Um, and Todd is brought to us by Greyhound Racing SA. No one runs the dogs a lot in South Australia. Yeah. Oh, we've got him. We've got him. The great man, Todd. Todd, welcome. Yes, we're here, lads. We're here. What Testing, testing. One, two. <laughs> have you got me? Yes, we do, mate. It's great to have you. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. Never a chore, boys. Looking forward to tonight. It's going to be a little bit of an emotional one. The main race tonight, the John Gray Memorial after my grandfather, and that's yeah, where we're going to for our first tip, lads. All right. What's, what is it? Well, I like race eight, number four, Harry. Um, normally I like to pluck them out at a little bit more odds than the John Gray, but at the same time, I've got to go with what I think is going to win, and I've got to go for one in the main race. Uh, look, the pace is going to be extremely genuine here. The three is going to go fast early. The eight's going to go fast early. The seven, even though it's 70 to one, that's going to go fast early. Um, this is going to be made for a run on dog, and I just keep coming back to Harry here. He is absolutely flying for the trainer, Brenda Oakey, um, since taking over trainership. Uh, look, he's won four of his last five starts. Now, I just think what I really want him to do is I want him to be about fourth or fifth going around that first turn. Uh, I want him to let them tire each other out at front, let them use up their petrol tickets, burn each other out. His best section's his last section. I reckon if he is within three or four lengths at the 600-meter box coming into the home turn, he is going to be swooping over the top of them late. You can't do more than win. Winning form is good form. Um, yeah, I reckon at a, he's about $4, 420 I reckon he's a massive, uh, massive shout. Um, but, yep, he's my tip to take out the John Gray this year. But, yeah, he's got to, don't worry if he's midfield early because he's got to be storming home late. I was going to ask you about that, Toddy. You're not concerned about him having the squeeze box? Uh, no, I think the three oh, – he'll beat the five dog out for mine. I think he will be faster out than the five dog. And the three, I reckon that's the key here, a dog called Gondola. I reckon it's going to make the race for him. I think Gondola's going to be leading to the post, and it cuts in 
I reckon it's virtually going to virtually grab him by the paw and just say, follow me, son. I'm going to give you a beautiful position here to sit behind the pace. And that's how I think the race is going to work out. So even though he's got box four, I think he's going to find himself in a beautiful position on the first turn, all thanks to the three, which for mine is going to be a leader. But if it gets pressured up the front, it's going to be tied up there. There's going to be some tired legs the last hundred. Harry won't be tired. So race eight, number four there, Harry. What else are we going to look out for tonight, Toddy? Uh, my best of the night, lads, is in the next race. Race nine, number seven, Windburn Flash. Uh, extremely versatile type. It's one over 300, 400, um, 500, 600, even seven. Not many dogs can do that. Uh, look, again, the pace is going to be on here. There's going to be even tighter legs here. Uh, look, I reckon he sits behind the four and the five. They're going to lob one, two for mine. I think he sits third behind them, and as long as he doesn't do anything silly, I reckon he runs them down, no worries. He's got a vacant box to his inside. That's a big help. The eight slow out. That's a big help. Um, yeah, he's around about $3 at the moment. I, I just reckon, again, he's going to be too strong in the last 100 metres. So race nine, number seven, windburn flash as the best of the night. Now, you're on uh, track tonight, Toddy. Uh, you're going to smash that buffet in uh, chases or what? <laughs> well, it's funny you say that, lads. I've got a bowl of sweet potato fries and a bowl of chicken wings in front of me, and that's just my starter, boys. I don't know what... I'm eyeing off. They've got a, they've got a New York sirloin on the specials, Ooh. but uh, I'm, eyeing, I'm eyeing it off. But then I don't know if there's going to be room for dessert. Well, there will be room for dessert. I just don't know whether or not the belt's going to be able to take it, to be honest with you, lads. But, yeah, I'm going to be, be hitting it hard. Don't you worry. Have a great night, my friend, and uh, thanks again for your tips. Uh, no worries. Thanks again, Legends. Really appreciate your time. Todd Gray from Greyhound Racing South Australia. For expert Greyhound Racing tips, follow at the Dogs SA on Twitter or check out Greyhound Racing SA on Facebook. Um, God, I love talking to Toddy. I uh, just love the passion, love the energy. I talked about the Indian cricket uh, atmosphere with all their fans and how passionate they are. Toddy can certainly rival them with his passion, which we love. Give some really nice tips there. So it's a couple to follow there late in the card at Angle Park tonight. Um, yeah, we'll go through those, those tips one more time. In his next best is race eight, number four, Harry. And his best bet of the night is race nine, number seven, Windburn Flash. Can you give us a tennis update, Mens, while, you, while you're there looking at the screen? Yes, I can. So Alexi Popperin is serving First in the fifth set, uh, he just saved a break point. So his juice currently at nil, nil or zero, zero in the fifth set. So uh, that is, like I said, the game of the tournament thus far. One to tune in to. And uh, make sure you hang around with us too, Bonds. I've, I'm looking forward to getting into Geelong tonight, uh, my yes. former club, and the Dockers, um, who potentially over-exceeded expectations last year. They won a final. So You think so? You think that was... Might be giving a little bit away here, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go into and delve into the Dockers there, and uh, we've got a pretty special guest coming up too. We do. The uh, big man, the man in charge of the Strikers, Jason Gillespie, will be joining us, and you can stream every NFL game live this season and on NFL Game Pass. We're coming into the playoffs. Well, we're already already in the playoffs, so make sure you do that. Visit NFLGamePass.com. Yes, as you mentioned, um, the Strikers have had a very up-and-down season, haven't they? They've sort of won their first three, lost four in a row, then won a couple, massive chase. Yep. You can uh, easily get a run on here, though. And, and so yep. if you can get that run on come finals time, we've seen that happen in the Big Bash before, teams that have just snuck into the into the playoffs and have been able to do damage because all you need to do is win a couple of games and all of a sudden you're into the final. And so 
if that happens, uh, then they're every chance. We know we've got the list. We've got, the, we've got Carey and Head back. So I'm looking forward to asking him a question about Alex Carey and Travis Head as well. And we'll be interested to see what Dizzy says about that. Yeah, and you can text in your questions for Dizzy, 0427-154-166. Kez had a really good night the other night. Trav, yet to uh, hit the scoreboard, but he was angry the other night. I he's, think he's due. He is very due against a very good Perth Scorchers lineup as well. So it's going to be a great battle to see tomorrow night. After the break, Jason Dizzy Gillespie. A pinnacle of engineering, Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever crafted. Right across South Australia, this is Sports Day. You're listening to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 with Paul Bonzer and Daniel Menzel. And Menzel, our next guest is brought to us by Tyre Power. Think safety this January. Give the five minutes tyre safety check at your local tyre power a try. Uh, Jason Dizzy Gillespie, welcome to Sports ASA. Uh, good evening, gents. Pleasure to be on. Now, we know you're a very busy man. Uh, let's get straight into it. Uh, it's been a bit of a roller coaster year for the Strikers. How have you dealt with the ups and downs? Uh, um, it, it has been a bit frustrating at times, there's no doubt about that, because we've shown what we're, what we're capable of. and you know, Our best is is as good as anything in the competition. Uh, and we've seen that, you know, bowling a side out for 15 and chasing 229, um, you know, setting world records. But in, in, in amongst that as well, uh, we've had some pretty average performances as well. So, it, it, you know, some really good performances interspersed with some uh, some below-par performances. And, and look, the lads are well aware of that. They know, you know, we're striving for that consistency. What I've been really pleased with, the lads have, have been working incredibly hard. They've... Uh, the efforts there, um, the attitudes there. We just need to sharpen up a couple of areas and, and be really ruthless and uh, take the take the game by the scruff of the neck when the, when the time's right. Now, Dizzy, you touched on the consistency there. The lineup has changed a lot throughout the year with players coming and going and injuries. The bowling yep. lineups rotated a lot. So, c- will we see a bit more consistency with our lineup the last two games and potentially into the finals? We're probably looking to actually mix it up a bit because um, we have been, with, with, our, with our fast bowlers, we've been looking at pace off seems to be something that's, that's been really effective um, throughout the tournament. If you, if you look at that, besides Perth, Perth is, a, is you know, um, out, out, uh, out west there in Perth, you tend to have pace on, although we did take pace off and uh, restricted them to... Um, you know, got them in, had them in a bit of trouble chasing a, a small total of ours. Um, but the, the trend in the tournament has been pace off the ball. Um, and so we've been looking at, you know, if we're playing on a used pitch, for instance, we'll, we'll look to use bowlers that are, are most effective with the changes of pace. Um, and then surfaces that probably are, are newer, fresh wickets, um, you know, probably the, the guys with a bit of airspeed probably are the, are the ones that are going to be more effective on those surfaces. So we've been... Um, been changing the team, uh, you know, the, the dynamic of the bowling attack based on conditions, condition specific. Um, well, what, what you'll see tomorrow is, uh, you know, we're, we're probably debating whether we're, we're probably leading towards uh, getting another batting option in there just to give us a little bit more depth there and, uh, 
you know, hopefully we can post a, a big score. I want to congratulate you on getting Chris Lynn to the club. Um, not other, not many other teams wanted him. He had a fantastic season. Yeah. But how is his influence on the group? Yeah, it's a really good question, and, and I've, I've been asked that before. And you know, the, the first thing is, oh, what's he really like, and how how is he? And all I can say, I, I didn't know Lynn particularly well. I obviously crossed paths with him over the years and had some brief chats, but nothing substantial there. And, He's been absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, we're, you know, I think he really enjoyed also spending time with some of our younger players. Like for instance, Thomas Kelly really uh, he took Thomas under his wing. Um, Thomas is a young, developing player. Um, he's got some opportunity, um, well, limited opportunities, batting in the middle order in T20, which is probably one of the trickiest spots for that. Um, but Chris has been a bit of a mentor for him, um, and it's been great. And, and you know, his contributions in team discussions. Um, thoughts and ideas um, has, has been nothing short of sensational, and uh, you know, delighted that uh, you know he had a had a fresh start, so to speak, at, at the franchise. And uh, you know, he, he absolutely loved his time, and you know, he's in constant since he's left, he's been in constant communication with us, and being um, up the wish of the boys all the best. And you know, he, he would have loved to have complete the whole season, but um, and that's the that's the nature of I suppose. Uh, professional uh, professional sport and uh, and the way cricket uh, is at the moment on the global stage. Yeah, you're right. And Chris Lynn made 416 runs in this tournament. Incredible for you guys. The other one, he's number two in the comp. Number one in the comp is Matt Short, who's currently on 458 runs. He's quickly becoming one of the best T20 players in the country. Can you just tell us a little bit about his development and progression? Yeah, I mean, look, Matt, we, we secured Matt's services. He... Um, he was at the Renegades, and I think he was out of contract with the Melbourne Renegades a number of years ago now, and uh, hadn't really found his niche in the in the game in, in T20 cricket, and, and it probably took us a few years to to really find you know um, the the ideal role for Shorty. Um, I, I, you know, I often I've said this a couple of times to people. I've, I I promised Matt we sat down and had a coffee a few years ago, and I I promised him that if he's patient, we will find a role for him. And uh, and then w- once we find a role for you in the makeup of this team, and I-, I assure you, you're going to get a good run at it because we think you're too, far too good a player. And and I suppose the, the the catalyst for him getting the opportunity was, I suppose, when Alex Carey started to play regularly for Australia um, and was missing from big chunks of, of BBL. That, that probably opened the window for Matt um, to an extent. And and now, I mean, he he's made opening the opening spot his own. Um, you know, since he's gone up to open, um, you know, people look at his big bash average, and the average is the mid-20s, but if you break it down and look at his record since he's gone to the top of the order for the Adelaide Strikers, he's been our most effective opener in the franchise history, averaging high 30s with a strike rate nearing 150. So um, he is in elite company, and, and those numbers are the best, of the, the, the best of the best in world cricket. So he's, he's done a wonderful job for us. Speaking of the top of the op- uh, of the order and who's opening for the strikers, Travis Head has come in, a couple of lean innings for him. Just want to know, yep. my question for you, Diz, is Alex Carey has opened in the past and had great success. Um, the change with Travis opening and Carey coming in at three or four and without giving out away too much tomorrow, potentially might we see something change? Uh, you won't see anything change in that space. Um, Travis is going to open the batting. Um, Travis opens in one-day cricket for Australia, and um, 
you know, we, we feel he's best suited to that. Uh, Alex is also our best player at Um and we know that he's very effective against quicks. We know that, but he's also very effective against, against slower bowling. Um, Kez, I, I'm happy to share it with you. Kez would, in an ideal world, would like to open. Uh, I think every batter in the world wants to open the batting in T20 cricket because you've got field restrictions up, you've got brand new ball, uh, you get the, the opportunity to face the most deliveries. So I think, I think you ask any of our batters on the strikers list and you ask them what their preferred spot would be and they'd all say open. So, um, but we we feel that Travis has got the game um, open in one day cricket. There's potential for it open in T20 cricket for, for our country as well. Um, and we feel his aggression at the top, be able to take on both seam and spin at the top of the order is, is most effective for the Adelaide Strikers. Izzy, uh, you drafted Colin Grunholm into the squad. Um, what's he brought to the group? And on a personal note, you're a bit jealous of his mullet. <laughs> we're, uh, without it, that's the only reason we recruited him, mate. Uh, <laughs> was, was the, the mullet. Uh, he, he's, uh, the boys jokingly call him Dad, uh, the dad of Thomas Kelly. Um, so that's his, that's his nickname. Um, and Dutchy. Um, but look, uh, but Colin, we identified him when we went to the draft. We identified that um, an, a seam bowling option that can bat in our top five or top six um, would really help us in uh, an aggressive uh, batter as well, would really help us um, have flexibility with our bowling attack. So what it, what it does allow us to do is, and at times we've done it where we've played just the two seamers, Colin, and then allows us to play double spin. Um, and sometimes we've had triple spin, with, with obviously with Matt Short, um, you know, Matt Short's been a very effective bowler for us as well. So um, he gives us that flexibility, um, and we feel a lot of flexibility. And obviously, we'd like him in an ideal world to be batting when we've got the power, power surge and, and towards the back end, because you've seen how destructive he can be with the bat in hand, and probably no more so than when we played the Renegades at Adelaide Oval, and he, he smacked a few then. Um, but, yeah, he, he's a very calm, relaxed demeanour as well, and... Uh, you know, he, he's not afraid to get going straight away with what we've seen. You know, he's, we've had two games this season where he's hit a six first ball he's faced. And so he likes to get on with it. Um, and he's just a great fit for us because we identified, I suppose, at the end of last season that in that, in that middle order, around number five, we just needed we needed more strike rate. We needed more firepower. And, uh, and that was in thinking of, of securing, uh, you know, Colin at the draft. And, and we're delighted that we managed to get him. Now, Dizzy, before we let you go, the Strikers take on Perth Scorchers tomorrow here in Adelaide at 4pm. They're 9-3. and three. They're the benchmark team in the competition. What do we need to do to be able to get the win tomorrow afternoon? Well, uh, so we, we certainly um, need, need to, if we're back first, we need to, need to get a meaningful score on the board. And, you know, I think what you'll see is, a, is, a, is quite an aggressive uh, uh, intent uh, with our batting. Um, if we find ourselves bowling, you know, we'll certainly be looking to to mix it up and 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 not let the um, not let the Perth Scorchers batters get too settled. Um, so there'll be a lot of changes. It'll be you know you probably won't see bowler bowling two overs in a row. Um, you know, back to back overs from the same end from one end. Um, we'll look to keep mixing it up, keep changing the pace, um, and and you know ultimately we need to we need to out hustle them and uh, you know take all their opportunities in the field. And it'll give us the best chance. Because what we have seen and what we have shown this season that our best can mix it with everyone. Um, 
and the Scorchers, you know, we we made 130 odd against them in Perth, and we had them 6 for 60. And you know, yep. by by rights, we should have actually won that game. And uh, it wasn't for Ashton, if it wasn't for Ashton Turner playing a fantastic captain's knock, uh, we would have got over the line. So we know we can mix it with the with the big guns, and uh, you know we'll be we'll be certainly uh, doing our very best to do just that. Diz, we really appreciate your time. Uh, one more quick one before you go. Lenny's uh, going to come back next year, isn't he? Sorry? Lenny's going to come back next year, isn't he? Uh, look, look, we'll certainly have conversations. Uh, I, I made it very clear to Chris uh, when he left that, that I'd love to see him uh, back in blue. Um, we'll, we'll obviously get together and uh, map out a bit of a plan and, and see if we can uh, see if we can get the, get the get a deal done. But in an ideal world, I'd love to, love to have him back uh, if... Uh, if possible. Good luck tomorrow night, Diz, and thanks for joining us. No worries. Thanks, guys. Jason Gillespie, the uh, coach of the Strikers, um, he was in a bit of a hurry and he gave us plenty of there, time. So there was plenty in amazing, that one. Amazing. interesting points on Carey and Matt Shaw. There's so much in that. Uh, we've got a caller on the line, uh, Mikhail from Andrews Farm. Welcome to Sports ASA. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, I've got two questions. One about Nick Kyrgios and Stanasi Kokonakis. With Stanasi now just focusing on singles, do you think that's a good idea, or do you think they could have found another partner for the doubles? I think it's proving to be a great idea. Is putting all of his energy into the singles, and uh, and he's had success so far. I mean, we'll find out tonight if he knocks off Andy Murray. I think it is absolutely justified the fact that he's put all of his time and effort into the singles that it uh, the doubles potentially bring some of that back. What's your second question? And about Alexi Poprin. He's playing Taylor Fritz right now. Yes, we are watching it's it. Gone to a fi- it's, I'm about to say it's gone to a five-setter. Yes. Do you think Fritz has got an injury with him carrying an injury into this game? Because he's not playing his normal... Uh, game I, that he that he usually does. I don't I don't think so. We've we've watched uh, majority of this game, and uh, he hasn't spent too much time off court. I agree, he's probably not playing at his best level, but I feel like that's a result of Alexi Popperin putting him under intense pressure. Popperin's only been broken in this match. They're in five sets right now. He's only been broken once in the whole match, I believe, and so that just shows how well he served uh, and. He is close to winning in five sets. He's currently 40-15, 4-2 up in the fifth. That's a couple of great questions there, Mick. Thanks uh, for your call, Mikhail. Thank you. And uh, Mikhail joining us there from Andrew's Farm. Um, and you're listening to Sports Day SA, the summer edition on Cruise 13-23. It's AFL Thursday, and thanks to Toolkit Depot, your one-stop shop to get back on the tools. New year means new gear at Toolkit Depot. Men's, we're looking at two other clubs tonight. Every Thursday night, we're going to do this. And tonight, we're looking at Frio and Geelong. Should we start with Frio? We will start with Fremantle, and we'll talk about their chances in 2023 and how their season will go. They've brought in Luke Jackson and Jago Mira. Some nice additions there. Yes. However, they have lost Rory Lobb. They've also lost David Mundy, who retired. Blake Akers is gone and Griffin Logue as well. So there's a few outs there um, that they're going to have to look out for. What do you think their strengths are, Mins? 
The strength of the Fremantle Dockers, without a doubt, is their defence. They were number two in defence in 2022. Their mids roll back really well and help their backline out. And I really like the continuity of Pierce and Ryan in their backline last year. They, they got through a full season. They're really solid down back, and that is the strength of the Fremantle Dockers. The weaknesses? The weakness is down the other end. Unfortunately, it's the forward line cohesion. Last year, they finished fifth on the table. They were 12th in offense. It shows that they need more avenues to go. Now, Rory Lobb's gone. They brought in Luke Jackson, so potentially he can help out, but they need others that can stand up, and they've got to improve their inside 50 efficiency as well. That certainly let them down at times last year in 2022. Uh, Pressure gauge. Yeah, I think that... The pressure on Justin Lomuir is just moderate. Now, they have the fifth youngest list in the comp, which is even more inexperienced, which is pretty incredible considering they won a final last year. Now, under Longmuir in his three seasons, they went 12th, 11th, and 5th. So they are clearly heading in the right direction. Finals for them will be the goal again. All right. Who needs to stand up for Frio this year? Yeah, look, I don't necessarily think this is because he's under pressure to perform, but Sean Darcy, for mine, if Fremantle is going to contend this season, he needs to be the one who performs. If he can stay fit and healthy, and that is the big question, what it does, it enables Luke Jackson to play permanently as a forward, uh, potentially with a fit and healthy Nat Fife in the forward line. And then you've got Brayshaw, Sarong, Will Brody, and the incoming O'Meara. There's plenty of options there if Darcy can give them first use. Most improved for them? Yeah, I like Jai Miss. He was pick eight in the 2021 National Draft. He only played three games last year, but he kicked 51 goals in the Waffle Colts in 2021. I think he can come in and compliment Tabana and Jackson, take some pressure off. Who wins their BNF? This one's an easy one that's not overcomplicated. Andrew Brayshaw. He's only 23 years of age. He finished fourth in the Brownlow last year, Bonds. He's got a massive career ahead of him. What about their premiership window? I'm going to go with 8 o'clock. They've still got a lot of improvement okay. uh, with their youth. Uh, they've got Pierce, Clark, Ryan, O'Driscoll, Jackson, Tabana, Brayshaw, Darcy and Sarong that are still only in their mid to early 20s. So they've got plenty of time. Uh, Fife and Miriam Walters are towards the back end, but they'll be good for a number of years, the Dockers. And where do you think they're going to finish on the ladder, the Dockers? I have them dropping out of the eight this year. Wow. I have them finishing in 10th. Now, that might seem low, do you think? I think it's a little low. Yes. Well, this is the reason why. I'm worried and concerned about the health of Darcy, Fife, and Walters. We've seen that over the last few years. But not just that. They also have the most difficult draw in the competition for finishing in the top six last year. They play Brisbane, Geelong, Sydney, and the Bulldogs twice, plus the Eagles, who you never know in a derby over there. So I have Fremantle dropping out of the eighth and finishing in tenth. Okay, before we get to Geelong, it's match point over in Melbourne. Uh, Popperin is receiving for the match. He's up 40-30 and with a 5-2 lead in the field. It's a nice buffer. Let's get on to the Geelong Cats, your old mob. Yes, let's get on to the Cats and the Premiership winning team of 2022. An incredible season. Uh, They went 15 games without losing to finish the year. They've brought in Tanner Bruin, Jack Bowes and Ollie Henry uh, and they're out to Joel Selwood, massive out. Sean Higgins, Narkle, Dowhouse and Stevens. And I've got to interrupt you again because Popperin has just won. He's uh, Australian. defeated Taylor He's Fritz in five sets. The world number 113. This is amazing. Has amazing. the eighth seed. Listen to the crowd. Wow. Um, we might try and... Uh, Across that interview when it comes. You've, you've <laughs> Sorry to disrupt you there. No. All right, let, let's look at Geelong's strengths. 
Yep, so their strength of the Geelong is their forward line. It is when Cameron's up and running like he was, he's the best forward in the comp. Tom Hawkins is very close to that as well. He's ultra consistent. But also don't forget the complementary pieces in this forward line. They've got the quality of Tyson Stengel, and he showed that in 2022 with an All-Australian blazer. And Brad Close, his work rate is exceptional. Brian Myers is good as well. They've got a number of uh, really good players there, and that's why their forward line is their strength. The weaknesses would probably be their age and durability. Now, they held up last year. Uh, they rolled out, how's this, Bonds? They rolled out the oldest team in VFL slash AFL history in last year's grand final at 28 years and 173 days. Now, that is extremely impressive that they were able to get their fitness and their program and their planning and their training on par and get it right last year. They nailed it. Can they do that this year and avoid injury with so many over 30? History tells us no, but they definitely defied it last season. What about the pressure gauge for Geelong? Yeah, look, it's minor. Uh, they won the premiership last year. There was a lot of pressure on Chris Scott going into last year because they hadn't uh, been able to get over that hurdle, but it is absolutely minor because they've been able to capitalise with the list that they have. And who needs to perform for the Cats? They've got so many good players. They have so many good players. One guy who was the sub in the grand final last year, Brandon Parfitt. It's a massive year for Brandon Parfitt. Now, his best games are very good quality. Uh, but he needs to be more consistent. And the reason he has to be is they've, they've added to their list Tanner Braun, Ollie, Ollie Henry, and they've gone to the draft. So if Brandon doesn't have a good season this year, they will quickly go past him. Most improved for the Geelong Cats? Yeah, the most improved is Max Holmes. He was the hard luck story of 2022. He missed out on the grand final due to a hamstring strain in the prelim. He had a really good 22 on the wing, and as he prays from Patrick Danielfield on what he can be, yeah, I like him. him. Have a massive year. Uh, who wins their BNF? I'm gonna. They had a tie this year with Cam Guthrie and Jeremy Cameron winning it, which in a premiership year is a massive feat. I'm gonna go with another tie, back to back ties. Tom Stewart and Cam Guthrie to tie this year the best and fairest for the Cats. Premiership window. They're obviously there, aren't they? They are. They're right at twelve o'clock. They're almost about to fall over the edge. They've been there for a long time now. They are right now all in, and uh, once they fall over the edge, it'll take a little while to get back up there. Um. And where do they finish on the ladder? Yep, so an interesting one, this one. I had to think about this a lot. Geelong will finish, I believe, outside the top four. I think they'll finish fifth, Bonds. Uh, now, they're going to be thereabouts because they'll win enough games at home. They play enough at home. But durability is the question for mine. And it is hard to win a premiership, but I believe it's harder to go back-to-back. And so... They've got 11 blokes over 30, and 40 will be 30 by the end of the year. That's staggering. I think it'll be hard for them to win it again this year. Uh, Alex Poplin is just being uh, interviewed, so let's have a listen to that. That I had last year ever again, and that, that, that I wrote down to myself in my head, and, and um, I'm going to keep working, I'm going to keep pushing, I'm going to try and keep going all the way, man. I love this feeling, and I want more of this feeling. I want you guys to have this feeling more. Man, I love you guys so much. Thank you. He's, he's almost in tears there. Um, and that, that audio, thanks to Channel 9. That, that's incredible. He went five sets the other night. People don't probably aren't aware of this. He finished at 2.30 a.m. in the morning in a five-set match, and he's done the same again, another five-set match against Taylor Fritz, the number eight seed in the world. That is incredible. It, geez, we got some uh, good upcoming young players Australian players uh, in the future. And the crowd was yelling, Poppy, Poppy, and he was joining in there at the end after the game. He is absolutely, he's stunned at what he's done. He is. and He he probably doesn't understand. 
No, it's right now. It'll be a blur for him right now. The emotions that are going on. Um, he the amount of emotion from this match again, the highest quality match of the tournament, I believe this one. So if you're gonna watch some highlights or something, you've got to see this one. Tune in for this one. Now, just to wrap up the AFL predictions, there, Bonds. Yes. I had Fremantle dropping out of the eight and finishing in tenth. Yes. And Geelong dropping down out of the top four, finishing in fifth. Your thoughts on those? Um, I'm not sure. I'm with you with Frio. Okay, yep. I, I think the age thing with Geelong might be a factor. Yep. So I can see that happening. Yep, yep. Yeah. No, I understand that. I think that um, the Frio continue to look, go up the ladder, but they have the hardest draw in 2023. And so I've got a couple of concerns with their, with a few of their players. Agree. Uh, we're here for the Kia EV6 GT, a pinnacle of engineering and the most powerful Kia ever crafted. It is an electric vehicle and it is unbelievably good. If you haven't test driven one, uh, get along to your Kia dealer and uh, give it a drive because they are magnificent. Um, if you miss out on any of the shows or if you missed the first half of the show, you missed our interview with Dizzy, Jason Gillespie, uh, just search Sports Day SA wherever you get your podcasts and we will be right there. Tomorrow we'll be live from Adelaide Oval. you got training on men, so Chad Sayers is going to jump in the seat next to me as uh, we bring the show live from the Adelaide Ovals, the Strikers take on the Scorchers. Mate, it's been another great show. Thanks for uh, being with us. It's been good. No, really enjoyable show. All right. Uh, once again, thanks for joining us here on Cruise 1323. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow live from Adelaide Oval. A pinnacle of engineering, Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever crafted. Right across South Australia, this is Sports Day.